serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. I'm Gatos. He's Chad. There's Becky Lynn in the news center. She'll be back in uh, 10 minutes. So today's big news came from... President of the United States, Joe Biden. Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. All right. So that is a huge announcement. Chad, you and I have been talking about it for a few weeks. Was that one way that the White House was going to go? Uh, We thought, and if you look at Americans and what they think, there's a big percentage of Americans that are with them on this one. Yeah, absolutely. 110%. I think a lot of people were wondering, what took you so long? Yeah, was it 73% of Americans? 73%. This is one of the few things where all of us tend to agree this is the right thing to do. All right, so now you're wondering, okay, now that we're we're not going to get any more oil (laughs) from Russia, how is that going to affect you? Well, let's find out. Uh, And we do that by going to... Well, Washington, D.C. Joining us now from ABC News, Elizabeth Schulze is uh, joining us. And Elizabeth, can you tell us, uh, you know, we're here in Arizona. We know the gas prices are going to get worse. How much worse is this going to affect us at the pump? Hey, it's great to be with you. Well, I wish I had good news, but we're probably going to see those prices continue to go up, continue to hit more records because we're seeing the price of crude oil continue to go up, up another 5% today in trading. The price of crude oil has really been spiking since this invasion of Ukraine because there's concern that this global supply will continue to be disrupted. And this import ban that was announced today is just one example of that. Now, Importantly to keep in mind, the U.S. doesn't get a lot of its oil from Russia. Less than 10% of our imports come from Russian oil and gas. But this is a part of a broader effort, and if there are more countries that continue to cut off imports, that is going to result in some big supply shortages, and we are already kind of starting to see that play out. Uh, Big oil companies aren't buying Russian oil. That means there's less supply in the market. Demand is still really strong, and when there's too much uh, demand and not enough supply, that generally translates into higher prices. Uh, talking to Elizabeth Schulze, ABC News, as we talk about uh, what Biden did today. Uh, the UK signaled that as early as tomorrow, they will do the same. The EU, Europe is not quite there yet. Uh, but the reality is, like you said, it doesn't take a lot to make this marketplace go crazy. And then you start getting speculators in there. Uh, is the realization that $200 a barrel it could be in the sights? It's, it's a scary thought. We've seen oil go from $90 a barrel to about 130 in two weeks. So to get to 200 would have seemed crazy, but nothing is being ruled out right now. Certainly, if European countries were to take this kind of a step, that could be a trigger to send prices up to that level. But I will say President Biden, in announcing this move today, unlike a lot of those other sanctions that have been put in place, he made a point of saying European countries like Germany, for example, that are heavily, heavily reliant on Russian oil and gas aren't expected to make the same move. And the reason for that is it's just going to take too long to make up for that supply. The price spikes that consumers would see, whether it's in their their gas prices or in their heating bills, would be as crippling for potentially the European countries' economies as it would be for Russia. So there isn't necessarily an expectation that the rest of Europe is going to go along with this. What they're announcing instead is this kind of longer-term effort to try to get off of its dependency on Russian oil. Elizabeth, last one. How much are we punishing Putin? How much is this going to hurt him? So this is 
a good question because as over the over the last 10 years Russia's economy has gotten about half of its federal revenues from oil and gas. So there is no doubt about it. You heard the president say this is the artery of the Russian economy. That said, only 1% of that gas was exported to the US. So the US move not going to have that big of an impact combined with all these other sanctions. We are already seeing the effect play out on Russia's economy. The currency has crippled. The stock market's been virtually closed. And, and likely the, the overall household in Russia is going to feel the pinch. Whether that's enough to change President Putin's mind on any of this, that is still the big open question. All right. Elizabeth Shelsey, ABC News. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. Uh, I wasn't surprised when Biden uh, said he was going to speak. And this was what it's going to be about. Yeah. You know, at the beginning of this war, when we saw Russia invade, you and I sat here and said, okay, what can Biden do to punish this man? Uh, and we talked about um, banks. Swift. Swift. Now, he was a little, a couple days. We, we he, he was a lot late on that. They, the first sanctions. A couple days they, isn't the, a big deal. The first sanctions were really kind of hmm. weak. And I think he heard from the world. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and then the, the other sanctions started coming in hard. So, Swift, it means that they can't do a whole ton of business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that is major. Uh, stopping oil from Russia coming into the United States, that is major. Yeah. What else can Biden do? Uh, because we don't want troops on the ground. No. What he's told us, and I agree with him, what he said is, you know what? You're going to feel the pain of the pump. But what you're not going to feel the pain of is losing a family member uh, in a war. At least not yet. Right. I mean, the reality it, right. You're right. At this Anything point, can change. We the, don't know. The, 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 it's really weird because we walk a very bizarre fine line, Gatos, in the world of, of we are supplying them with a lot of stuff. You, one thing we're not supplying. Yeah. 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 One thing we're not supplying them with is up to the second data. So we are, we've got our fly, we've got our UN uh, and our NATO planes fly, we've got our NATO planes flying above. We're taking satellite pictures, but we're not giving any of that information to, to them yet because that would be seen as some sort of act of war. Right. So we are giving it to them, but two hours later. Those are some of the things that people are going, look, we don't, it's, ah, can we do some stuff? Yeah, I'm sure there's a few more things we can do at this point in time. And a lot of that's going to just be rallying the world to get on board. And I think the other thing is start to put pressure on uh, business leaders when it comes to what you're doing in China. I think it's a huge thing. Oh, China, China. China doubled down hardcore again today, said, well, buy everything you guys have. We're talking Russia. Yeah. Now yeah. we got to talk China. Yeah. So you got to double down on them. Look, you know what? Make it hard on them because their economy, by the way, is no matter how great they say it is, I think it's a lot more closer to being in, in trouble than it is in being in, in great stead. But how else can we hurt Russia? Well, that like, would hurt we, Russia. Okay, so if we go after China, okay, that could hurt Russia. Yeah. Other than going after China, how could we hurt Russia? There's, I mean, we're running out of uh, we're sanctions. Running out of stuff. We're running yeah. out of sanctions. That's it. We're running out of sanctions. I heard a great one today where somebody said, hey, why doesn't Poland hate Nazis? And if there's Nazis over there, yeah. why doesn't Poland invade Ukraine to help fight the Nazis? Because there are no Nazis over there. That's the whole <laughs> That's point, the, though. Yeah, but now Poland's in the game. I know. Well, I know. Now, the plane thing is going to be interesting because we're going to be getting... The planes are going from uh, Germany to Poland, which are Polish uh, NATO planes or, or airplanes, then we're going to resupply on the back end the stuff that we take from the Poles, and they're going to be allowed to use them. Is it fair to say we're doing everything we possibly can to help Ukraine other than sending troops on the ground? It's getting I mean, pretty I close. I think, yes. It's pretty close. So I wonder how Americans feel about the president and how he's handled this. I know that the, his numbers w- went up 
after his State of the Union. I don't really know why, but a lot of his poll numbers went up. He got a weird bump from it. But again, you're going from 37%, which is pretty awful. There are not many presidents that have, have had that low of a rating. But, you know, so far, I think he's handled it well. Yeah. It's, he's got, and, here's the, and here's why. Every decision he makes isn't a really, he doesn't have a lot of great, great options. No. And every option is bad, but he's trying to deal with the less bad. That's or the this is the worse, best bad option right? you have, yeah. and that's kind of where we're at. I mean, there's probably some more. There's a few more because we've not hit them on the grains and the foods. That's one of the things we haven't done. Wheat is one of the largest exports. They do about a third of the world's wheat, and wheat's already at its all-time high. So those are some of the things we haven't hit them on yet. Could we do that? Yeah, and that's something that we can withstand. We pay farmers here not to grow stuff. Mm. So uh, we could withstand, but... Outside of that, I don't know how much more there is. You know? Yeah, and, and if you look at like uh, Mastercard and Visa and Netflix, they're cutting off Russia. No more Netflix and no. chill. Uh, no, Disney has cut off Russia. We even said, you know, how the, McDonald's closed all their eight hundred plus stores. Coca Cola and Pepsi right. are looking at what to do now. Yeah, so I mean, the world has turned on Russia. It's really weird. There was a great article yesterday, I think it was in Bloomberg, talking about how you have now have a, not only do you have a, a, a pseudo-war going on with us, and then you've got a real war going on, or an invasion, but you're also having a corporate war actually take on a nation where they're yanking out all of their stuff, mm-hmm. and literally just telling everybody, again, like we said, you guys are going to be North Korea, and you know it. They don't know it. Yeah. So, uh, President Biden announces a ban on Russian oil imports, uh, and he's warned, and he's right, uh, your prices will go up at the gas pump. All right, up next, two days, two hikes, two rescues. (laughs) This man is too stupid. We'll talk about him coming up in just a second. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. All right, so nationally, gas price is four seventeen. <laughs> oh God, what is it in in, in Phoenix? Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, current average four thirty one. Yesterday four twelve. A week ago three eighty five. A month ago three sixty eight. Sunday I passed the gas station I usually fill up at, and it said three ninety nine. Really should have filled up on Sunday because yesterday it was up to four thirty. Arm leg. Yeah. How much do you think it costs? Becky Lynn, how much do you think it costs to fill up my tank yesterday? Premium. Let's see. Premium. $75. $76. I was close. Wow. I, I, I'm always surprised those Miatas can hold those. <laughs> Miata. <laughs> yeah, you don't drive a giant SUV or anything. You don't. No, I'm a, I'm a, I have a small. Moderate-sized yeah, car. Small yes. car. Small yeah. car. I'm, I'm weaving in and out of traffic at 55 trying to save some gas. <laughs> <laughs> You're drafting like they do in NASCAR? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. $76. You know what? It was funny because I was at the gas pump and I'm looking around. Everybody's in a bad mood. You know, some woman gets out of her car. (sighs) She did one of those. Yeah. Another guy like, you know, another guy, big truck behind me and he's filling up and you know, he's just, he's, it looks like he's going to throw up. Yeah. He really does. Oh God. I I mean, it's not a fun place to be at the gas station these days. It is. It is. It is. I did that. And you see, those stickers are everywhere. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, you know, they have to take those off because the by What's, law, the, which one? Those little I did that Biden oh, stickers. Oh, the Biden I did that. Yeah, because they could get fined for that. So they yeah. have to go out there. This one guy said he's been taking off six to 10 a day. <laughs> That's so funny. I did that. I did that. Oh, my God. Hey, did you guys hear about this uh, hiker who doesn't know how to hike? He's from New York. He came to Arizona. 
He only knows how to hike one direction. That is correct. A visiting hiker was rescued from an Arizona trail two days in a row. La- what? Two, da- <laughs> two days in a row? Who gets who gets stuck in a mountain two days in a row? Same a visiting trail. hiker was rescued from an Arizona trail two days in a row last week. The 28-year-old man from New York was hiking on Humphreys Trail north of Flagstaff on Wednesday. When- Anybody know about Humphreys tra- Trail? I'm not a hiker. Anybody know, know that? I've never, no. Okay, I'm right. not a hiker either. Oh, goodness. Probably a popular spot. All right. And he's 28, by the way. He's a young guy, and, he, and he's got to get rescued. And he got lost and called 911. He managed to find the trail before the search and rescue team found him and got down safely. Dispatchers received another call from the same man on Thursday, saying that he'd hurt himself on the same trail. He was helicoptered off the mountain Ugh. where he refused medical services. Like, if, you, if you're up on a mountain, okay, and you have had to call for help the day before, I mean, it's almost like, you know, the second day, now I'm stuck again, and you're looking at your phone, and you're like, I can't make this call again. Uh, They're going to know me. How embarrassing. This is humiliating. And doesn't it seem a little suspicious? He called because he was injured. They had to helicopter him off, and then he was well enough to say, no, I don't need anything. Thanks. You think he faked it? I'm oh, wondering. But here's wow. one thing. I think I'm we all wondering. know what's happening. He's getting a bill. Uh, he I should get so. a bill. He He's going to get a bill for he being should. an idiot. That's what they should Because the day before, <laughs> when he found the trail, they had already come out to look for him. So it was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, never mind. Well, we're here. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, two, you know. two days in a row, and it has nothing to do with the heat. Mm-mm. That's the amazing thing. He's prepping for a... Uh, 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 you know, maybe, I don't know, he's going to start next. Maybe he moves up to another couple bigger mountains, and then off he heads to Everest, where he <laughs> dies at base camp. Oh, no. <laughs> it's true. I mean, base camp. we've heard of people, and it happens oh. all the time, they come into the valley, they see our beautiful scenery, uh, and it's, you know, it's it's warm. Or it's brutally hot, and they're like, yeah, I can, uh, you know, I've got no water. I could go up on this mountain. That's always the most amazing thing. How many idiots climb with no water or go hiking with no water? Yeah, but it's a lot of times it's from people out of town. I mean, this guy... There's a German in there somewhere. (laughs) This guy had water. He's 28 years old. And in two consecutive days, he needs to call for help. After the first day, why are you going up the second day? Because he was so good at it. He wants to prove it to everybody that I could do this. If you can't do it the first day, you can't do it the second day. And by the way, I would have just left him up there. You can't call two days in a row. There's got to be a rule for that. Oh, didn't you call us yesterday? Yeah, I called you yesterday. Yeah, we're going to leave you up there. See what you can do. Maybe you should try and find your way down. What did you get into that you couldn't get yourself out of? Like, are you dangling? Are you are you a rock climber? Are you a freak rock climber? And you only had your two fingers to hold you? Or have you never walked a day in your life and you decided, you know what? I'm going to go on a hike up that big hill and see if I could get, you know, stuck up there. He probably had Tevas on. That's oh, the other thing. Goodness. Those little sandals. Right. Stuck. I got a rock in my shoe. I don't know if I'm going to make it, guys. You guys might want to. He's <laughs> contemplating cutting his arm off and eating it. Oh, so gosh. Survive. Yeah. He was up there for two hours. He got hungry and took a finger off and just <laughs> noshed on it. That is just awful. It's unbelievable. There you go, kids. Becky, then you would have let him You would have let him stay up there the second day. I would have thought right? about it. I honestly would have thought about do it. We, I know, do we have this? We always talk about this. Do we have the stupid hiker law or no? We have the stupid motorist law, but we don't have the stupid hiker law. No. That's at the heat. That's when the heat comes, yeah, right? Yeah, when the heat. I don't even know if they actually, I can't remember. How about you the know, stupid was, New Yorker law? This guy's from New yeah, York. Yeah, he is from New York. That's true. They're not used to outdoors. No, they have no idea. Not like this. No. No. Good God. All right. Coming up next, uh, should you be allowed to use deadly force to defend your business deadly. against 
smash-and-grab robbers here in Arizona. There's a new bill, and it's a bit odd. I wonder who sponsored it. We're going to go through it coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. The Arizona Senate is considering a bill that would allow business owners or their employees to use deadly force to defend their property against smash-and-grab robbers. That's if the robbers possess a weapon, according to this bill. But critics of the proposal say it's so broadly written that it would allow someone to be killed just for something like drawing graffiti while having something that might be deemed as a weapon on them. A vote was scheduled for last night, but it has now been delayed. All right, so the Arizona legislature, they keep putting together all these uh, new uh, uh, bills, and uh, some of them, uh, you know, get passed, some of them don't. This is an interesting one. I mean, if you own a business, someone breaks in, you know, do you, are you allowed to shoot them? Especially after what we saw with all the, the George Floyd stuff that was going on, and not George Floyd himself, obviously, but the riots, and then the smash and grabs are rising here, and people are worried, hey, it's my stuff. All right, so let's talk about the bill. Joining us now... She is the attorney to the stars, which means us. Monica Lindstrom, everybody, and she's also a judge. Hi, Monica. How are you? Very judgy. Hi, gentlemen. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, it was just a matter of time before a bill like this came up just because of, like you mentioned, the riots and even the incidents that have happened here in Arizona over the past several years. Okay. So what's the current law say if I'm a business owner? And then we'll get into this bill. All right. So the current law says that you are not allowed to use deadly force against anybody unless you believe that your safety is in danger. In other words, you can't bring a a gun to like a slingshot fight. Do you know what I mean? You have to use the amount of force that's necessary to protect you. Or if I was with my child, I could protect my child. Right. Mm -hmm. So The rule has been that you are never allowed to use uh, deadly force to protect your property. There was a case way back in law school that where this guy had rigged up a shotgun uh, right inside his front door. So if someone opened the door to try to come in, it would blow them away. Oh, and yeah. And that's an example of how you can't defend your property with deadly force. There has to be some kind of threat to you. And so business owners, arguably, it's their property. It's not their safety. So there's the argument where you haven't been allowed to use deadly force before. Okay, so if this bill passes, what am I now allowed to do? Well, uh, according to the bill and the way it's written right now is that if you feel like you need to protect your property with deadly force, because someone is knowingly committing a crime on your property and it appears that they have a weapon, then you can use deadly force. That's why there's a little bit of concern is because it's broad, right? I mean, if someone is uh, graffiti, is a paint can enough to be considered a weapon? No. no. You know, that's, that's the pushback on this. So there's, go- there's likely needs to be some more work into the bill, but at least you understand what appears to be the intent behind the bill. Hey, Monica, as, as you, you, you've talked about, you know, if you feel right now you're in danger, uh, what's the line there? I mean, somebody comes to your store right now and they've got sledgehammers and they're smashing things up and they look out of control. And you're uh, let's just say you're 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 a woman that's there by herself and you shoot them because you feel like you're threatened. Does I mean, is that going to pass muster? 
Well, the law says that if any point in time that you feel like you need to defend your safety, your well-being with deadly force because someone is uh, using deadly force against you, then you're entitled no matter where you are, right? If I'm walking down the street and and someone's, uh, you know, attacking me or something, um, let's say that they have a gun or they have a knife or they're trying to rape me or something like that. I mean, I can defend myself with deadly force. It doesn't matter if I'm in my home or I'm on the street or I'm in Macy's. Right. So this is this is really, I think, trying to focus in on those times where it's not a situation where you're in your home. It's when you're in a business. It's the smash and grab. Monica Lindstrom joining us, our legal expert. What 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 surprised me about this bill is whoever breaks into your business, you can only shoot them if they have a weapon. Right. Yeah, arguably you can't, (laughs) arguably you can't shoot them, okay, because you can't defend your property with deadly force as it stands right now. But if they had broken in and they had a gun and they were pointing it at you and threatening to kill you. Then I can shoot them. What about a knife? I can shoot them, right? Yeah. If they're pointing a gun at me, that's all. That's different. Now you're threatening my life. You have the right to shoot that person, right? Yeah, but that's anywhere. Like if you go outside. But if you're like, what if so, like somebody breaks in and they're trying to hold up your store and they've got a knife and they then they start coming towards you thinking you won't do something? I mean, does it have to be a gun? I mean, I think this is like you said, there's a gray area here of, well, you know, this thing's so broad. It's like, oh, I thought somebody was going to spray paint me to death. Yeah. That's not that's not real. <laughs> spray paint you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that one before. Well, that's um, what you get when really you listen about- to the show. It's about the circumstances, and if you can convince the court or the jury or the police officers that you were in fear for your safety, and so you had that justification to use deadly force. So it would be about the circumstances. I mean, if I was Mike Tyson and someone, you know, my size was coming after me with fingernails, you know, arguably, I'm not going to, Mike Tyson shouldn't be in fear of his life from someone like me, right? Right. Some might even argue if I had a nail file or a Swiss Army knife, that's still not enough. But Mike Tyson could argue, hey, that was enough. So the court or the cops or the jury would have to look at the circumstances. Last one, Monica. Everybody always wonders when they hear a bill like this and will it become a law. What are their rights as a homeowner? If someone breaks into your house and wants to steal your TV, can you shoot that person? You can never protect your property with deadly force. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. You can protect yourself if you fear like your life is in danger. Well, you're in my house, so... We're going to have to get that gun out, put it in your hands. Shouldn't have done that. There have been people that have been convicted for hurting people or killing people that have broken into their home. That's crazy. That is crazy. You're in my house, which means I think you can hurt me. But if you're only here to steal my TV, then I can't do anything. That feels very San Francisco-esque. And that's the way the law has been for a very long time. All right. Monica Lindstrom, everybody. Thanks, Monica. Why don't you go judge some people? Be yeah, go judgy. be judging. <laughs> Bye, gentlemen. She's a she's a big time judge now. She is now. She doesn't uh, have time for us no. much anymore. She's no. too busy. She's probably to, in a robe as we speak. We had to book her three days ago for this. <sighs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Coming up next. Coming up. Uh, are you okay with your kid's teacher discussing the war in Ukraine? It's coming up next on the Gatos and Chad Show. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Well, that is us. Uh, check it out. We got a podcast, Gatos and Chad Show podcast. Subscribe right now. Your iPhone, Android, never miss any of the exciting action of the Gatos and Chad Show broadcast. Oh, yeah, big time. Brought to you by Keller Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get the most for your money. Sing it for cash. Go to highestprice.com. That's highestprice.com. 305. Uh, forget about inflation. We'll talk shrinkflation. What does it mean? How is it going to hurt your wallet along with the gas prices? Um, yesterday, gas prices in Phoenix, 412. Today, 431. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. 412 one day and 431 the next day. All right. And it's all because of what's happening in Ukraine with the Russian invasion. Uh, there's a Valley teacher who uh, is incorporating what's happening in the war. Uh, during class, I love this story. I think you know. I think this is. I think this is a, a, a social studies teacher, so it fits, right? Yeah. If you're going to start teaching some yeah. history and all that kind of stuff, well, yeah, if this is your home economics or your math teacher. You're yeah. like, hey, I don't know if we should spend all day talking. Or about if this. it's your first grade kid, eh, I think you're going to keep the war away from them. But you know, this is this is what teaching I think is all. This is what education is all about. It's uh, taking real time stories and facts and incorporating them. Uh, into, you know, the lesson plan. Take a listen. A Valley teacher I spoke with says she is incorporating information from Ukraine into her curriculum. She's doing that because she says a lot of her students are coming into the classroom with questions. She feels like it's her duty to address those concerns. Now, I spoke with Catherine Thrailkill. She is a social studies teacher here at Mountain View High School. She says her students have been fascinated with what's going on in Ukraine, wanting updates daily. Thrailkill says she has gone about it in a factual manner, showing her students a map and going through the history. It can be overwhelming, and she says it's important to let her students know that war is scary and it's okay to feel sad or scared. Mm. Uh, and there are no Nazis running mm. the country. Right. I mean, that's factual. She can put that in, AZ Family, on the audio. Um, so, yeah. But here's the thing. Are parents going to have a problem with this? Because some parents have a problem with, with everything that they hear. Uh, oh, my gosh, you're going to teach my kid that? Oh, my gosh, I hear you're teaching my kid that, but I'm not really sure because I don't really keep up with my kid. I think, uh, you know, again, it's it's how it's presented. Mm-hmm. If your teacher's coming out and, you know, uh, grandpa lives in Russia and he's like, and she or he's like, no, no, there's a bunch of Nazis over there. And this yeah. guy Zelensky is the leader of the Nazis and it's the second coming of the sure. Third Reich. Well, that might be an issue. But if you're just trying to, you know... Pose factual things about, hey, here's the history of this. This is what they used to be. Yeah, don't teach it from a pro-Putin side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, and I think so, we'll all be fine. Uh, and but that, this is good that our kids yeah, are... Yeah, and as long as you aren't showing too much either, because I don't think, you know, uh, high school kids, and even though there's enough out there, I don't think you need to be showing, hey, this is where this kid got blown up. Right, that's too much. Yeah, yeah. and but I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's what it's all about. Do you, you remember a history class where, where they incorporated um, what was happening in the news? I, I remember... Gosh, I think I was a junior or senior in high school, and uh, Bush forty one uh, said we're going into uh, we're, we're, Kuwait. Kuwait, and I remember that being n- not taught, but it was discussed. Yeah, we had open discussions about what was happening there. Um, gosh, when they went into Kuwait, I don't even remember what year it was, but so Iraq invaded Kuwait. Uh, and the United States went to war, and we pushed them out of Kuwait pretty quick. Uh, and a lot of people thought, well, why don't we just walk down the street to Baghdad? We didn't do that. 
We well, you can make an argument that we should have. There's no doubt about it. But that's the that's the one example I have of real time events being taught in the classroom or at least discussed in the classroom. Because even though I was a junior and a senior in high school, I mean, you wanted to know what was going on. You know, my uh, my uncle would talk about Vietnam, and you know, he was at a point in his life where they're talking about Vietnam in school because hey, you've been drafted, so as soon as you graduate yeah. here in a little bit, you're on your way over there, right? So, you know, and that was kind of an interesting thing. For you know, I don't remember talking too much about we. Uh, oddly enough, and we were talking about this earlier because Steve, he goes, I don't remember talking about stuff, but as a kid, I remember us talking a lot about the Cold War because every Wednesday we'd have the sirens go off because we lived near a base. Where was this? uh, In Southern California. We live near Seal Beach, which is a huge, was a port, and we apparently, which we didn't realize, we stowed a bunch of weapons. Uh, But, you know, as the just in case there was a nuclear bomb scenario, and they would talk about certain stuff, but never got into the deep. The only thing I could ever remember talking about was obviously what happened to Christy McAuliffe and Challenger. Definitely. And then Reagan being shot. Definitely. But as far as like a war going on, there wasn't really anything outside of a Cold War. Yeah. Yeah, and those were one moments. There wasn't like a day to day scenario. And as a, us as kids, I didn't worry about somebody who liked Jodie Foster coming and getting me or being on the space show. Where this is an everyday thing. Yeah, no, I like that this valley teacher did it. I, I but what I find upsetting is you're going to have some parents say, "Well, I don't trust the teacher to teach the right thing." Well, then you know what? Go and homeschool your kid. Take what if you're a Russian parent and you don't like the way it's being presented? Um, that's an interesting question. I'm sure we have some Russians here. I'm sure we do. I'm sure we do. But if there are a lot of Russians that say what's happening is a genocide. Yeah. Well, the ones who can actually see news that's not controlled by the state. Exactly. Coming up next, forget about inflation. It is shrinkflation that you need to worry about. We'll explain next. Next.